Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, oh, Richard. It's How's your well. week been? It's going pretty well, although I do feel, I don't know if you're feeling this as well, just yeah. uh, a little bit more COVID anxiety in the air um, with cases in Victoria. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely. a contrast yes. to um, some of our carefree podcasts of uh, three or four weeks ago. <laughs> That's exactly right. In the meantime, have you been doing anything? Well, interesting or? things from my life this week. Uh, I think I would say that it's uh, my wife, Jen, has been making face masks. Uh, you probably, Ooh. I don't know if you've seen this on, yeah, around or this sort of thing happening, but, uh, yeah, it's a thing at the moment, people making their own face masks. Uh, was never be never going to be the case for me. I don't even know the first thing about a sewing machine. I've never used a sewing machine. And so I just, I dropped a few hints to Jen about two weeks ago and um, she got onto it and managed to find designs and get out the sewing machine and make masks. Wow. I'd love you know what? Yeah. Do you want to hear something funny? When you were talking about face masks, I thought you were talking about like <laughs> beauty masks as in like avocado or a good lemon, <laughs> like a peel that you cleans out your pores and so when you're talking about sewing machine yeah. i'm like what <laughs> but you're talking no, yeah i haven't tried the avocado mask. face okay. mask is this something you'd recommend <laughs> i haven't either but i thought it was like a thing people were getting into <laughs> i was like that is very interesting during covid that people are getting into beauty that's surprising and then i caught up eventually yeah, that makes my day saying. though <laughs> okay yeah well <laughs> Just picturing you and Jen getting some yogurt and turmeric <laughs> or something on your face and relaxing. What a together. great idea! Well, stay tuned. Maybe we'll try that next time. Uh, and are you with yeah. your face mask that Jen has made? Yeah, well, she made one for you. Yeah. Here's the question I have: Did you go like vibrant fabric pattern, like statement mask, or just undertones yeah. gray? I know that was brown, sort of like a question. I didn't push the limit by trying to be specific about what fabric Jen would use for me. So I was doing well to get the masks made. <laughs> I took whatever it was in her spare spare uh, fabric, which for me was just like a uh, pretty solid navy, yeah, navy blue. So it looks looks a bit severe. but oh, you can't get right uh, with that. But, um, yeah, she had some more fun stuff for herself and the boys, like little flowers or patterns or things like that. They're a bit more friendly. But, uh, oh, well, that sounds yeah, fun. It's, it's interesting. There's a whole uh, realm of online masks there and different techniques and things like that. So, uh, yeah, um, I think whatever she's ended up with seems to be comfortable and, and fit the requirements, I think. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, been, uh, that's been our story. Um, how about you, Joe? What's been uh, going on in uh, COVID world for you? Well, um, for those who've been listening along, and we have a um, shout out to those who've been listening along too. I really appreciate it. I've, I've had three conversations, Richard, with people who have been listening to our podcast. Someone asked about Herod, yes. as we discussed the other week, um, just yeah. as a bit of a tangent. And I said, <laughs> I know nothing about what Richard was talking about. Oh, that's good. Now I need good to go to be find kept out accountable. about that. You do but, that, um, Joe. Report back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, people might have heard uh, the other week that I had purchased a yogurt maker and I hadn't made any yogurt but that I was feeling mm. very excited, mm. lots of momentum yeah, and, and yeah. keenness about making my own yogurt. Yeah. I have to tell the group that I am now a successful oh, maker fantastic. of yogurt 50% of the time. Oh, 
50% of the time, Richard. That's still good. <laughs> yeah. You got excited yeah, yeah. before I finished with my percentage. <laughs> so I have done two runs because it turns out I can't actually eat <laughs> yogurt as fast as I want to make it. Because um, <laughs> I've got all the little sachets ready yeah. to have a go at different flavors, but I don't eat you know, a kilo of, a, a liter of no. yogurt every day. So, <laughs> but I've tried the yeah. Greek yogurt. And I tried yeah. the extra protein yogurt. And the extra protein yogurt, the first time I tried it, it went very badly. It was, I don't know what I did wrong, but it was like wow. milk. So you, but tasted you just generated yucky. like sour, warm milk <laughs> or something. Basically. And I put it in the fridge thinking, well, maybe yeah, that, sure. will, that will fix it because I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. And that didn't fix it. And so I just chucked oh, it all right. out and started again. Um, so my second run, much more successful, and then I've had a not-so-successful run and then a really good run. Yeah. So 50%, I would say, edging up towards a 70% because the middle run was That's all awesome. right but not So you're going to just press on and get, a, get into a rhythm or are you going to just keep going creative uh, while you're working it out? Oh, look. I think actually yeah. <laughs> think the world is my oyster. I could do, I could go a long you'd, way with you'd this. Do that too. <laughs> I have gotten into like adding mm. different fruit flavors to like after I've made the plain yogurt, adding different frozen berries that I've oh, mixed awesome. up and cooked. And yeah, I'm I've I'm flying high, Richard. It will probably come crashing down at some point after the, yeah. the uh, honeymoon has ended. But no, I think I think I'm in I'm in the groove. Enough that I won't buy yogurt for myself. Oh, wow. Right? Well, that is great. That's a successful hobby. Um, yeah, for successful starting a hobby, Joe. I think so. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, good. Um, but on to more meaningful and serious topics <laughs> off yogurt onto the Bible. All right. Well, what I'm excited reading? this morning. I just finished reading through Psalms. Uh, I think I've shared wow. with the uh, listeners that I have been reading Psalms over the last few months and uh, – yeah, got to the end today, Psalm 150, um, and uh, wow. was struck by some verses in Psalm 147, uh, which I'll read to you now. And this is from the um, Christian Standard Bible. Sometimes in my personal Bible reading, I deviate in and, and go to other versions, and uh, this is a good one. And uh, Psalm 147, verse 10 and 11 says, he is he, that's God, he is not impressed by the strength of a horse. He does not value the power of a warrior. The Lord values those who fear him, those who put their hope in his faithful love. Yeah, and I, I just wow. love that. I think maybe it was a turn of phrase in this translation that he is not impressed by. I think that's a bit different to NIV. Um, but uh, the strength yeah. of a horse, power of a warrior, I mean, that's the, the military strength of that age. But... Um, I think it uh, was encouraging for me because I often don't feel particularly strong and powerful and uh, that can get me down. But uh, this is saying, no, that's not what God is impressed by. Uh, it's not what he values. Strength and power, um, what he values is those who fear him and put their hope in his faithful love. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's what I can focus on. Yeah, having a right fear of God, reverence of God, and uh, putting their hope in his faithful love, uh, which I think I'm wanting to do, yeah, mm. especially now with all the yeah challenges and hardships of uh, the COVID time. 
Yes. And and the reason I was so, yeah, I had, I had a big wow after you read it was because I completely agree with what you were saying that it's a paradigm shift for how you think about the world that often in we think about strength as um, the thing that is impressive, the thing that will take us far, the thing that will um, improve situations and the thing that other people look to as a sign that you are achieving in life or got it together and it's just um Yahweh does not in the NIV doesn't delight in those things his pleasure is not in those things but instead in those who fear him and it's a complete flip Mm. that's great yeah so loving Psalm 147 and uh yeah finishing up there Psalm 150 I can tick that off my little bible reading plan uh, for 2020. Good and, job. Uh, I think I'm like, yeah. I think Proverbs. What are you on to I next? I was looking at my chart, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a lot of books I haven't read in 2020. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I try to read Proverbs every year without fail. That's the one book I don't miss. Uh, I'll, maybe I can tell our recent listeners more about that in the coming weeks <laughs> when I get into Proverbs. That sounds good. Um, so yeah. yeah, Psalms is great. Yeah. And uh, Joe, what have you been thinking, reading, yeah, doing ministry-wise in um, yeah during these past weeks? Well, today I'm going to share a story, mm-hmm. a ministry story that has had a big impact in my life, but in others as well as I've retold it. Because I thought I was thinking about it, and I thought this is actually really interesting. So here we go. I was at the hub one day, and um, I was. Mm-hmm. talking to Jenny Jeffries, a wonderful woman at church who serves us so faithfully in the maturity team and she's got lots of wisdom. And I was talking to her about the feeling of feeling overwhelmed with guilt as I thought of all the things mm-hmm. I wasn't doing in my life, mm-hmm. uh, particularly around people, uh, people's, people who I wanted to care for or pray for, and I hadn't. And she said something that, I think will have a huge impact on my life for the rest of my life. She said, Joe, this is simple. (laughs) And I just poured out my heart to her. She said, Joe, this is simple. You need to ask yourself a question if you're feeling guilty, if you're stuck in guilt. She said, Joe, ask yourself the question, Mm. have I sinned? And there's two answers. One, if you have sinned, well, then you need to move through that guilt and straight to grace. You need to remember that Jesus has paid for that sin and think about Jesus and about how that sin is dealt with and move to repentance. So grace and repentance. Yeah. So, so you ask the question, have I sinned? And if the answer is yes, yep. you move to grace and repentance in Jesus. And if the answer is no, well, then the thought is a lie. It's not true. Stop believing it. <laughs> it is simple. <laughs> it's simple. And it's so funny because there have been so many moments lately I didn't realize. I never thought I was a person who was prone to guilt. Probably I feel often that um, I have ideals that I don't meet for myself and I I want to yeah. contact that person but I don't or I want to be more loving towards that person but I don't and I walk around with this constant sense of there could be more I should be doing for the Lord and it, it translates, I think, into a mm. self-interested guilt. And so Jenny's question, have you sinned? And answering it as one of two options and then working through that, moving back to thinking, okay, if I have sinned, go to Jesus. If I haven't, stop thinking it 
and just think more about Jesus anyway, has been an incredible change for my life. And as I've talked about it with other people, I've realized this is a bit of a thing that we can get stuck. We, we talk about this idea of guilt and we get stuck yeah. in it and we don't move through it. And so I'm deeply thankful for Jenny and her wisdom in that moment in saying, this is simple. Ask one question and then move through to Jesus, either in grace and repentance or in putting off that thought yeah. and asking him for help to put it off. That is and so, Can I ask you a question? Like, um, yeah. Can you give us an example? Without, Absolutely. Like say you know, you've got 100 people you're wanting to call. Um, take us through what, uh, so you haven't sinned by not calling them. They're still sitting out there, 100 people you haven't yes. called. Um, what, what is the thought That's process exactly right. now if you're, you're going along with what, what Jenny is trying to encourage you with? Yes. Yes. That's a great question. So I think what I've been trying to build a habit of is um, I often will be doing something, say washing up, and a person will come into my mind. And it won't be the first time I've thought of that person, but I'll be thinking, oh, I should... I should have contacted them by now. I should have been in touch with them. And then I go through my have I sinned thing and I realise, no, I haven't yeah. sinned by not contacting them um, because I hadn't made a commitment to talk to them um, and I haven't, I haven't let them down in any way or, or lied to them in any way. And so then I say, okay, there's no sin there. What is the best thing for them right now? And this brings in another book I was reading last year called mm-hmm. Zeal Without Burnout mm-hmm. by Christopher Ash, excellent book. And it talks about the idea that God has already sent a saviour. <laughs> yes, and it wasn't I remember me. that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I think, okay, that's my next step. I think, right, God's already sent a saviour and it wasn't me. So how am I going to let Jesus be their saviour right now? Okay, well, first I'll pray. So I have to really, this is really deliberate for me because I used to just yeah. rush into texting someone yeah. or rush into calling them. So I now will say, okay, they need Jesus as their mm-hmm. saviour. I'm going to pray for them uh, about the thing I'm thinking of. And then... After that, I might say, okay, now in serving Jesus today, is it the best thing for me to contact that person today or could I do something else for their care? So it might be that I might say, okay, I don't have, I genuinely don't think today sending a text is going to do what I want to do, which is show them I love them. But um, I might reach out to their growth group leader next week as I'm pastoring them and say, oh, I've been praying for this for mm. your growth group member, how are they going, and, and helping yeah. a growth group leader to care for that person. Or I might contact that person with a phone call or I yeah. might not contact them, but because I've prayed for them, I'm confident that God is looking after them and I might try and contact them another time, mm. maybe in a couple of months or in a couple of weeks or in a couple of days. Not, I think my in the past I was always quick to think, be in touch, be in touch, be in touch. And that is important, very, very important. But I had misunderstood what it meant to let Jesus be people's saviour and to pray first and pray most. Uh, and so that's oh, what I've... That is fantastic. I'm picturing there washing dishes and that, that thought process is going through your head. And there's a lot of <laughs> things there that yes. I'm wanting to imitate even today <laughs> as, I, as I go through some similar <laughs> thought processes. Uh, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Um, but to just, I think we've got a great and powerful mm. spiritual sovereign God who will work in people's lives, and so rarely is that through me. Oh well, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, brilliant. Mm. We better finish up there, Joe. Mm. Um, great yes. to chat.
Good to um, chat, Richard. Have a great week. And, mm. um, yeah, I'll look forward to putting yes. some of those ideas into practice. And I'll talk to, uh, talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Sounds good. See ya.